Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be doing our week 15 NFL preview with a show that we call Buy or Sell. Going to be talking about guys that we like heading into this week that we are buying and guys that we are not liking this week and we are selling. So if you are more of a DFS player, this is still an episode for you. All my advice still holds, but we're not going to be talking salaries. We're not going to be talking stacks. That's going to be on tomorrow's show, the DFS preview. Also, if you are just interested in hearing about the Saturday games, check out the podcast feed. Yesterday, we did an episode just devoted to the Saturday games and how those players can affect you in DFS and season-long fantasy. If you are playing DFS college football, I do have two college football shows out this week. It is officially bowl season, so we previewed the Friday's bowls and we previewed Saturday's bowls on two different podcast episodes. Check that out on the feed. College football daily fantasy is a lot of fun, and it's really under-researched and really underutilized, so you can definitely get a leg up on the competition by listening to the podcasts. So today we're going to be talking about guys that we like and don't like heading into the week. And what's really relevant is that if you're a season-long fantasy player, this is the playoff time. Like, you're putting your playoff lives on some of these guys on your roster this week and next. So, we're going to be talking about implications of that as well. But anyway, I think I've done enough talking. So, let's go ahead and get started with the breakdown. But first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So let's start by a quick discussion on the fantasy playoffs, all right? So the fantasy playoffs is a time to not overthink. It's a time to start your studs. It's a time to metaphorically dance with the one who brought you. You didn't make it to the playoffs by starting Brock Purdy over Justin Herbert. So you shouldn't do that now just because you're in the playoffs and it's a one-week or two-week season. Which, side note, if you really want to crown a true champion, two-week playoffs is the way to go. And if you also want to crown a true champion, uh, avoiding week 18 is the way to go because week 18 is an absolute crapshoot. So if your league isn't doing those two things, uh, you might want to check on that. Anyway, in the playoffs, don't get too cute. Don't overthink. Start your studs. So the main purpose of this podcast is going to be to emphasize which studs I really think you should be sticking with, as well as some guys that... Um, you might be able to find on waivers or as injury replacements or some bench guys that might be able to shine in a starting role this week, as well as some guys that are normally starters that it might be time to send to the bench this week. Like I said, normally it's start your studs in the playoffs, but every now and then there's a few that you might be able to replace because of the situation that they're in. So let's start with the quarterback position. So on my buy list this week is Justin Herbert. So I think Justin Herbert is just in a great position this week. Tennessee gives up 24.7 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, and they just gave up 36.4 to Trevor Lawrence, who is QB1 for the week. And Justin Herbert is also seeing a lot of volume because he's got 47 passing attempts in his last three games. Each of his last three games. Like that wasn't 47 total. That's 47 each. So Herbert's throwing the ball a lot against the pass defense that gives up a lot. And Mike Williams is back, which is a difference maker for Justin Herbert. It allows this offense to stretch the field vertically. It gives him a contested catch maker. As a quarterback, it gives you a great sense of security to know that this guy doesn't have to be open for me to throw to him. So, you know, when he's under pressure or, you know, he's just attempting these 50-50 balls, Mike Williams opens up this offense a lot for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, speaking of how that opens up the offense, it's also a great time to open up the offense because Tennessee gives up the most deep passing yards in the league. 
More on that a little bit later. But Justin Herbert is on the buy list for this week. Second quarterback on the buy list is Jalen Hurts. He has 30 fantasy points in three straight games. And Chicago is not a bad matchup to quarterbacks at all. They're actually a really good matchup for rushing quarterbacks. They give up .38 rushing touchdowns per game to quarterbacks, which is one of the 10 worst metrics in the league. Like, it's one of the 10 highest totals. So in other words, they're one of the 10 best matchups for quarterbacks to score rushing touchdowns. And this game should absolutely be a shootout. So um, you're looking at a a situation where Hurts is going to have to keep scoring. He's going to have to keep throwing. He's going to have to keep running because Chicago is probably going to be able to score some points on the Eagles. So I definitely like Jalen Hurts heading into this week. However, there's one side point that I wanted to make. The Eagles could absolutely clinch the one seed if they beat the Bears this week and beat Dallas next week which means that there will be no incentive to play Jalen Hurts in Week 17 Week 18. So if you have Jalen Hurts, if you're somebody who's been rocking with Jalen Hurts all season, it might be smart to go ahead and take care of that backup quarterback position and make sure that you have one solid in place for Week 17 and Week 18. If you are somebody like me who generally plays one quarterback um, and you're having to scour the waiver wire, Brock Purdy has a decent schedule down the stretch. I know, yeah, he's Brock Purdy, but decent schedule. Um, I think that Jared Goff is a solid option if he's on waivers in your league. And I think that Desmond Ritter is worth a roster spot for at least this week, and we can see what he does before we have to play him in Week 17 and Week 18. There's only upside in rostering Desmond Ritter this week. All right, so last quarterback on the buy list is going to be Mike White, and that is because Detroit is dead last to quarterbacks in total points per game, and they're also dead last in schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game. Detroit gives up 5.7 more fantasy points per game than quarterbacks average heading into the game against Detroit. So basically, translation is, if a quarterback averages 19 points per game, Detroit averages giving up to that quarterback 24.7, 5.7 points more than his average. So Mike White is a really solid option. He's got a really high ceiling this week against the Lions. And then another stat too, if you're worried about, you know, maybe the Jets are able to get a lead and run the ball, which I don't think is going to be an issue. But if you're worried about, you know, just the sheer volume of their passing attack, Detroit gives up the most fantasy points per drop back of any defense. So that means that you're looking at quarterbacks are really efficient based on the number of reps they get against Detroit. Now, in the others receiving votes category, I do have two based off of their incredible matchups this week. Guys that if you need a replacement, maybe you need one for Kyler Murray, you can go scoop up these guys, and that is Matt Ryan, who gets to play the uh, Vikings, which was discussed on the DFS Saturday show yesterday. Go check that out. And Mac Jones, who gets the Raiders, and we know how I feel about quarterbacks against the Raiders. Now, in terms of the sell list for quarterbacks, look, it's tough to sell anyone in the playoffs. Dance with the one who brought you. If you're rolling with you know, a guy all season, no reason to not roll with him in the playoffs. I will say the two that I think have tougher matchups, and one of them plays on Thursday. Geno Smith has a really tough matchup against the 49ers, and Jared Goff has a really tough matchup against the Jets. I don't think this would be the week to play with either of those two. I think you can probably definitely find a better option on waivers or on your bench. All right, so that does it for the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and switch it up and talk about some running backs. All right, so talking about running backs, like I said, I'm trying to avoid the obvious plays on here because obviously you're starting your studs, right? So the one guy I do want to go out of my way to shout out, though, and he plays in the Thursday night game, is Christian McCaffrey. He is on my buy list this week. 
Christian McCaffrey without Elijah Mitchell since he's been in San Francisco has simply been a cheat code. And it hasn't even showed up in the box scores like in a massive way just yet, but it's going to continue to be very massive because of the amount of usage he is getting. He has 60 fantasy points in his last two games, both of which were without Elijah Mitchell in the lineup. And now he gets to play Seattle, a team who just gave up 223 rushing yards to Carolina and gave up about that same amount to just Josh Jacobs a few weeks ago. So you're looking at a guy who's getting elite usage in an elite offense against a terrible rush defense. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey has the potential to single-handedly advance you around in the playoffs this week. Make sure he is in your lineups, which not that he shouldn't have been already, but I just wanted to go out of my way to say that Christian McCaffrey has the potential to be the guy that single-handedly carries teams to fantasy championships with the usage he is getting in this San Francisco offense. Second running back on the buy list is going to be James Conner. So James Conner has 23 fantasy points in three of his last four games. Very quietly, I might add. Now, Arizona's in a little bit of an situ- interesting situation with um, Kyler Murray being hurt and Colt McCoy getting to play. But that doesn't concern me too much. If you include Monday night, and, and I will because you know Kyler Murray played three plays and McCoy played the rest of the game. So thinking about the three Colt McCoy games so far this year, James Conner had 23 13, and 23 in the three Colt McCoy games. Now, remember, that 13 was against San Francisco, too. That's the league's number one rush defense. So 13 against them is not a terrible performance by any means. And this matchup against Denver, Denver's tough to throw against. So I think you might see Arizona lean on the ground game a little bit more, try to get James Conner involved through the air also because it's tough to target those corners in Denver. So I think that this is definitely a good spot for James Conner. I think that he's going to see a ton of usage this week, and he is making my buy list. Now the third running back on the buy list is Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm pretty sure it's Pacheco. I I really thought when he was in college it was Pacheco, but I'm going to go with Pacheco. That's what I've heard people saying. Anyway, the Chiefs' backfield is now a two-man committee with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the picture. And Pacheco is the leader in early down work and in the red zone. Jarek McKinnon is more of a passing down work, two-minute drill type of back. So Pacheco is going to get some very lucrative carries for this Chiefs offense and they get to play Houston's 32nd-ranked run defense this week. What's interesting is that Houston is now the number one defense against quarterbacks, but like when you look at it, like it's not like they're good against the pass. It's because teams don't really have to throw against them. So 32nd-ranked um, run defense, I definitely think Kansas City is able to exploit that, and I definitely think they're going to be on cruise control in this one, much like we saw with the Miami Dolphins where it was a blowout by halftime and they were getting the starters out against Houston. Not like the way Dallas did it last week where they had to pull it out at the last second. Now, another thing that I do want to point out, if you're worried about game flow, if you're worried about Pacheco getting you know kind of edged out in a blowout, don't be. He had his best performance this season in a blowout win against the Los Angeles Rams, and this is a worse defense and a worse team. So I think that this is a really good spot for Isaiah Pacheco. Now for the others receiving votes, Damian Pierce is likely not to give it a go this week, which brings back open the option of Rex Burkhead. Now, you know, Rex Burkhead was a little bit of an early season darling because of all the passing down work he was getting. And while I think that that's definitely still, a, you know, a bonus, I think that mainly he's going to be the red zone guy for this Texans team if Damian Pierce misses. So if you're kind of thinking the Texans get a few touchdowns, Rex Burkhead might be that guy. Now, I also think that the Patriots running back situation is one to monitor. So if Ramondre does not play and Damian Harris does, 
Damian Harris instantly becomes a top 15 running back in my book. If both of them do not play, Pierre Strong instantly becomes a top 25 running back in my book. So if you're somebody who has gotten to the playoffs because of largely Ramondre Stevenson, and I have a team that's like that, uh, you need to be checking his status, and you need to be ready to try to get Damian Harris or Pierre Strong if he does not go. Yes, it's Pierre Strong. He's the guy you want if neither of those two guys go. Now for the sell list, I have two. One of them is Kenneth Walker III. Now, I know I went on the rant earlier about start your studs, start your studs, dance with the one who brought you. Yeah, I know. But Kenneth Walker III is in a really bad spot. He's playing on a Thursday night, which generally are always lower-scoring, sloppier games. And he's coming off of an ankle injury, which, you know, is kind of hard to play running back with one ankle. And he's up against the league's best run defense in San Francisco. This just feels to me like a spot where... You know, if you follow the whole start your studs logic, he's going to end up with about 5.7 points, and you're going to be disappointed because you wasted a starting spot on a guy who got you 5.7, even though he is Kenneth Walker III. Now, he wasn't exactly efficient before the injury. He had two games in a row where he had under three yards per carry, and the Niners, I don't see them surrendering more than four yards a carry. So I just really don't like this spot for Kenneth Walker III. I have him on my roster in a 16-team league um, that has made the playoffs. I'm the three-seed out of 16 teams, which is not bad. And he's actually my third running back. I have Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara. And I'm considering sending Kenneth Walker III to the bench for possibly a Traylon Burks, possibly Elijah Moore. I don't know. But I really, if you can find a way to get Kenneth Walker III out of your lineup, you should do so. Now, last running back on the sell list is going to be Zonovan, a.k.a. Bam Knight. When he was at NC State, everybody called him Bam Knight. So I don't know why in the NFL all of a sudden he's Zonovan. I guess he wants to be more formal. But anyway, Zonovan Knight has been outstanding the last three weeks, like for real. He's been the guy that if you picked him up off of waivers, he might have won you a few weeks to get you here to the playoffs. But Detroit's defense is surprisingly stout against the run. They haven't given up an RB one week in the last month. So... When I say RB1, they haven't had a running back who's ranked in the top 12 at the end of the week in the past month. Teams are not running on Detroit. And so I don't think that this is a time for teams to start running on Detroit. Detroit is one of the hottest teams in the league. And so I think if you can find a way to pivot away from Zonovan Knight this week, I would certainly do so. All right, that covers it for the running back position. Let's now switch on over and talk wide receivers. The first wide receiver on my buy list this week is going to be Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. So I mentioned it earlier, more on that deep passing yard stat, right? Well, Tennessee does give up the most deep passing yards in the league, and Williams like specializes in deep targets. He is one of the highest average depth of targets in the league, and he is such a boomer bust player that this is the week where if he booms for you in the playoffs, he can win you a week. In five out of nine games that he's been active this season, he's passed 20 PPR points. However, in the other four, he's been in single digits. So he's the ultimate boomer bust player, and I think this is a boom week against the team that gives up the most deep passing yards per game with one of the guys who specializes in deep passes in the league. So Mike Williams, absolutely on the buy list this week. Second up on the buy list is going to be Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Yes, they're teammates. Yes, I'm buying both of them. Both of them continue to be really good and really so much better in non-Zach Wilson starts. And guess what? It's going to be Mike White this week. Now, Lions also give up a ton of points to the slot receiver, which you know is evidenced by last week where we saw Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen get a lot of work out of the slot. Both of them had really good days. 
And that would be Elijah Moore in the slot. Elijah Moore is now like taking over this slot role in this offense. It was Garrett Wilson at the start of the season. Well, now it's Elijah Moore. And so I think that this is definitely a great week that if you need a waiver wire receiver and he's available, Elijah Moore is that guy. Garrett Wilson, don't get cute. Don't overthink it. He is the guy that you want. Wilson is still the team leader in overall target share by a wide margin. So just not like not to overthink it between the two of them you still want Garrett Wilson but I like both of them this week I really do now last on the buy list this is another don't get cute selection Christian Watson very quietly has had three games in a row with over 20 PPR fantasy points and he's kind of taken over the alpha role in that Green Bay offense if you got him start him don't get cute now for the others receiving votes uh, if there's no Cortland Sutton this week, Jerry Judy, to me, becomes an instant start. We saw what he did last week with no Cortland Sutton, and I think he could absolutely do it again. For the Texans wide receiver situation, there is some points to be had here because this is a team that's going to be throwing because they're going to be trailing. And if Nico Collins plays, he's absolutely somebody you should consider. If he does not play, Chris Moore is the guy that you could probably go scoop on waivers and find and plug and play into your lineup right away. But I think that he is the guy you want if Cooks and Collins are both out. On the sell list, it's going to be quick this week. Gabriel Davis is the first one. So all this promise of, you know, you need the Bills number two wide receiver. Look at the upside of the Bills number two wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's got two great games and he's been very mediocre other than that. And I, I just... I wouldn't be putting my playoff line on the line for a guy who's had nine mediocre games and three good ones. I just don't think that that's something I would be doing, and I'll be definitely looking to play somebody else. Add that to the fact that it's supposed to be snowing in Buffalo, and it's probably going to be pretty hard to hit these guys on deep routes if it is snowing, and Gabe Davis is the deep route guy. So just I, I would avoid Gabe Davis this week if you can. The last one on the sell list is Brandon Ayuk. Number one wide receivers do not do well against Seattle with thanks to, you know, rookie Tariq Woolen and rookie Kobe Bryant. They're both really, really good. And, you know, with Debo Samuel being out, Brandon Ayuk is now that number one guy. I just see this being a game where it's a Kittle and McCaffrey type of game and not really an Ayuk type of game. Maybe he gets a deep ball. Maybe Juwan Johnson gets a little bit of a cameo, but I just don't see this being a big day for the San Francisco wide receivers. And if you have somebody you can play other than Brandon Ayuk, I would be doing so. All right, so that does it for the wide receiver position. Let's wrap it up with some tight ends and some defense, and then we will be done with our preview for the week. So the tight end position, honestly, looking at it objectively, this position is down bad more than any position I've seen in any of my time playing fantasy football. Like, this just, there's not a lot of good options out there, y'all. And so a tight end, pretty much play with the guy who's got you here. Now, maybe there might be one of these guys that I'm about to mention on waivers that might be worth it, but play with the guy who's got you here. Like, don't overthink it. Don't try to get too cute. This position right now is somewhere, unless you drafted Travis Kelsey, you're probably happy to just get seven points out of your tight end. And honestly, this would have been the year to draft Travis Kelsey. The gap between him and Mark Andrews is just so insanely massive. It's honestly wild. I remember saying in the preseason – 
that anybody thinking that Kelsey wouldn't be the tight end one is crazy, and I ended up being right about that. That's one of the things I got right this preseason. But just with tight end, just try to find some sort of production. Now, if you need somebody off waivers, here are a few names that you can be looking at if these guys are on waivers. The first one on the buy list is Gerald Everett. So the Titans just gave up 39 PPR fancy points to Evan Ingram. So why would we not go back to that same matchup with a guy who is kind of in the same mold athletically as Evan Ingram and is in a potent offense with the Chargers? I think Gerald Everett's in a really good spot. On the other side of this matchup, I'm buying Chig Okonkwo of the Tennessee Titans. He's got double-digit fancy points in back-to-back weeks, and he's carved out a real role in this Titans offense. They don't really throw their wide receivers a whole lot. They throw to their tight ends, Okonkwo and Hooper. So I think that this is a really good spot for Okonkwo, and he's probably definitely available on waivers in your league. In that 16-team league I mentioned earlier, I had had Kyle Pitts the majority of the season. Chig Okonkwo is now my starting tight end in that league, and I feel much more confident about him than I would pretty much anybody available on waivers and honestly about half the tight ends in the league like I think he's a top 15 tight end from this point forward last one on the buy list is Greg Dulcich hey I say it every week that they play death taxes and play your tight ends against the Cardinals and this week it's Greg Dulcich he makes his way onto the buy list for the others receiving votes Trey McBride had 5.8 PPR points Monday night on six targets Rookies tend to get a bye week bump, and the Cardinals had their bye week before that Monday night game. So I think you could see a little bit more increased usage of Trey McBride. Uh, Zach Hertz is out for the rest of the season, and the Cardinals probably need to see what they have in McBride you know, before they make the decision on whether or not to move on from Hertz. So I definitely think that this is a spot for McBride where he can get at least some work, and he's probably definitely available on waivers in your league as well. You know, I'm not really selling anybody this week for the tight end position. Like I said, it's just so bad. Like any any body you can put out there is going to be okay. You know, if you need evidence of how bad the tight end position is, Evan Ingram was tight end 15 on the season through 12 games. And he put up 39 last week against the Titans. And now he is tight end four. So he jumped 11 spots based off of just one big game. So um, just very mediocre position for the position right now. And so... Any of those guys I named, if you can get them, go get them. If not, ride with the one that brought you there. Now for defense, I do think that there are a few defenses that are worth stacking. The first one is New Orleans. So this is more of a history thing than a matchup thing or anything else like that. So Atlanta is starting Desmond Ritter this week. And quarterbacks in their first start have honestly been pretty dreadful the past two, three seasons with the exception of Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is like the one exception to that. But I just think that, you know, give me the defense going up against the quarterback in his first start. You know, maybe he throws three or four picks and he's not good. Like, just the unknown there, to me, there's a lot of upside with that Saints defense. They also had six points last time against Atlanta. So, you know, I can't see it being a whole lot worse than six fancy points, right? And if you're getting six fancy points out of a defense you pick up on the waivers, you got to be happy with that. Arizona draws what is likely to be Denver backup quarterback Brett Rippon. Now, there's an argument to be made as to whether this actually helps Arizona's defense or hurts it, that they don't have to go up against Russell Wilson. But either way, you got to like a defense going up against a backup quarterback. Last one that I do want to talk about that could be streamed is the Carolina Panthers. They haven't been under seven fantasy points since the Joe Mixon game 
you know, the Joe Mixon game. I don't have to say anything else other than that. But they haven't been under seven fantasy points since that week. And now they might get to play against Mitch Trubisky, who in his time in the league has been one of the most profitable quarterbacks to play defenses against in fantasy football. That Panthers defense, they're young, they're fast, they're playing really hard for Steve Wilkes, and I really like the chances that they have a good week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, that does it for the weekly preview, guys. That was who I am buying and selling this week. So hopefully gave you guys some good advice that you can get these some of these guys into or out of your lineups this week. It is fantasy playoff time, so the decisions you make could directly impact the outcome of a championship. So like I said earlier, make decisions that you won't, back, you won't look back in regret. Don't try to get too cute. Don't try to get too smart. Just do the right move by the numbers, all right? So that does it for today's podcast, y'all. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Uh, I drop in some extra stats and facts that I don't always get to on the podcast. I'll also be more than happy to answer any start, sit, or lineup questions. Uh, just reach out to me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see y'all next time. Mm-hmm.